So here's the question. How do active people in the Atlanta area stay pain-free and live the active, fulfilled life that they deserve at any age? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Danny Matei, and welcome to the Active Atlanta Podcast. The Active Atlanta Podcast is sponsored by Athletes Potential. At Athletes Potential, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active doing the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better for life. Head to athletespotential.com to learn how we can help you stay active for life today. What is up, Atlanta, and welcome back to the Active Atlanta Podcast. I'm your host, Doc Jake Swore, and today uh, we have a super unique guest, guys. I'm super amped up. It's with a, um, a coach uh, from Noble Clay who, and not just a coach, but their GM as well. This woman is a badass, man. She's doing a lot of really great things, um, and I'm super excited to bring her on because a number of my clients actually work with her. I've, I've heard about her across her name and a number of different avenues, uh, we were just talking a little bit beforehand, guys, and she's doing some really cool things in the training space, particularly as it goes with uh, training women versus training men and how, you know, it's becoming more and more like prevalent. And she's got the forefront of knowing that like uh, women aren't just small men in training and there's differences there. So um, without further ado, I'm super excited to introduce you guys to Coach uh, Carly uh, Blanchett. I hope I said that right, but Coach Carly <laughs> Uh, she is the, again, she's the GM over at Noble Clay. She's been coaching for a while now. And, uh, so Carly, how are you? Hi, thank you so much for having me on. Oh my God. I am doing well today. Doing well. Perfect. Yeah. How's, uh, yeah. So give me a little bit of a background. We started getting into, I was like, no, 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 hold on. So we're not recording. I need people to be able to hear this. So like you graduated from MSU or Michigan state. Um, in 2017 and you just were like, you know what? Heading to Atlanta. Yep. Pretty what was much. What, yep. what was the, what was the logic behind that? Or was there any, like, what was your kind of game plan? First of all, you majored in what again? I majored in kinesiology. Perfect. So exercise science. Yep. Um, yep. the, tr- the truth about moving here is that I had just gotten into a relationship actually. Ah, um, and he was moving- more moves than jobs. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> For real. Yeah. Um, he was moving here and I had no plan mm-hmm. and he was like, well, you could just move to Atlanta. And I was like, you're not wrong about that. But I also <laughs> have never in my life, like seriously thought about living in Atlanta. Like that was crazy. Yeah. I thought I was going to go to like to California or, you know, something like that. But mm-hmm. uh, long story short, I ended up signing the lease here with him and I was just like, I'll figure it out. Like I literally don't have anything to lose at this point. Sure. So I moved here in October of 2017. Um, and then I had some random temp jobs and some other things at first. Um, mm-hmm. And I honestly thought when I first moved here after I had been here for a little bit, I was like, okay, so this is the point where after you graduate college, like you realize that you're not going to use the degree that you just spent four years on. <laughs> And so I was like pretty much at the point of accepting that I probably wasn't going to use it and I was just going to have to get over that. Yeah. Um, And then I met Ben and my Mm -hmm. whole life up to this point 
uh, the trajectory significantly changed. Yeah. What was that like? Well, how did that change? So Ben and I were technically neighbors. We lived in the same apartment complex. Um, mm-hmm. And funny enough, one day I was studying for my personal training certification because this was like one last grasp at, okay, let me just like use it for at least this so yeah. that I have this certification. So I was taking the practice exam in our apartment complex lobby and this man walked in and he, there, it's like this big table and he sits down, yeah, you know, like across from me basically. And he opens his laptop and he gets on a call like out loud. Like mm-hmm. I can hear the other person and I can hear him. <laughs> I'm hearing this whole conversation. Yeah. And so I'm like, not really studying at this point. I'm just like listening to what they're saying because You're they're talking annoyed, about right? Yeah. Right, a little bit, but yeah. what, what was cool is they were talking about things that I was like, I knew about, like he was talking to OPEX, mm. somebody that owned an OPEX gym. And just before I moved to Atlanta, somebody told me about OPEX. Yeah at the gym that I worked at in college. And they were like, you should check this out. Like, I think you would really like it. And so mm-hmm. I remember looking at it, but didn't spend too much time because I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, but I was aware of it. So I'm hearing him have this conversation. I'm like, wait, I know what that is. He's talking about fitness right now. <laughs> and I had seen him before wearing a FitWit shirt. Yeah. And I had stopped in there one time to Mm -hmm. do a workout. It wasn't for me, but I did one workout there. And so I was like, huh, he must be like, you know, in the fitness industry or something. So anyway, after his call, you know, knowing Ben now, it like makes so much sense, like all of this, but I didn't know him then. And he was like, Hey, thanks for letting me have that call. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, it sounds really cool what you were talking about because he was uh, explaining what is now noble clay. Like he was explaining the concept of noble clay to this guy to see if OPEX would be a good like route for him to take. Yeah. And I didn't fully understand it at the time, but I was like, that sounds really cool. Like access for everyone. You know, that was the gist of it. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, you know, started talking to me. Um, and I had a perform better backpack, Mm -hmm. um, which I've, I went to like a couple of their, uh, like, what do you call it? Weekend conferences or whatever. Yep. So he, he saw that and he was like, you know, like, are you in fitness? All that good mm-hmm. stuff. And I told him I just moved here. Um, yeah. and a I wild wasn't person really... to run into. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty coincidental. It was kind of crazy. But then I like in conversation, I said, yeah, I'm still looking for a gym here. I haven't found one yet, but I'm dying to deadlift a barbell. Like I would yeah. give anything to deadlift a barbell right now. And he looked at me and he was like, I have one in my garage. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. And he was like, you can come over and work out later, bring your boyfriend. And I was like, so excited. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, this is awesome. Um, so that was my first encounter with Ben. And then I did go and work out and it was awesome. And I ended up working out pretty much every day after that in the garage. And that was when he was just starting to train people out of the garage. And I don't honestly think that it was technically Noble Clay yet. I think Noble Clay was still being built like in terms of a brand. Yeah. Um, But not long after that, did it become like he was talking about Noble Clay and its concept. Um, And then... Uh, he started training me 
like as my coach. Um, yeah. And I think his intention with that was just to see what I could do, yeah. uh, which he actually told me that later on. And then totally. <laughs> um, as I spent more time with him and we were just, ta- we just talked about everything. He was like, do you want to help me? Like, do you want to program for some people? Do you want to like coach? And I was yeah. like, yeah, sure. So that's basically how I got started with Ben. So I spent the two and a half years or whatever it was that we were in the garage. Um, I was there like every day. Nice. I was the one coaching. I was the one working out. I was, we were always at the garage. So pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. Which is wild. Like, so like for those of you that don't know, like Ben is the founder and, and an owner of noble clay fitness. And, uh, you guys are over in Summerhill now, mm-hmm. uh, in a beautiful space. It's a great gym. Um, one of my favorites in Atlanta and they, uh, man, like you guys started off in like a garage, you know, like with like <laughs> uneven floors and, oh yeah, uh, yep. like, um, yeah, just humble beginnings. Right. But just keep, just kept grinding. And like y'all's mission is so cool. Trying to make, uh, uh, fitness, um, approachable and achievable for everyone. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys kind of created this space, like on like this, like line of like, uh, gentrification almost. Right. Um, yeah. and I've really worked hard to make it a, like at a feasible, like good quality training feasible for anybody, which is such a cool mission to be a part of. Um, so then, okay. You met, you met, uh, you, you met Ben in 2018 or 2017 and then the rest is history. So you guys start, uh, you start training, you've been along for the ride. Um, uh, what, what do you do? Like what type of training do you do? So you said you've studied for, you're starting for your uh, fitness certification. Was that your OPEX certification or your OPEX or your, uh, I'm sorry, your EXOS? That was actually, uh, the AC, ACSM that I never mm. got. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. I like studied for it and then did it. I'm like the worst test taker. Yeah. And uh, I actually failed it in college when I oh, took nice. it, Yeah, which is slightly embarrassing, but it wasn't to me, it didn't feel like it wasn't because I couldn't like, I didn't know the knowledge. It was right. like, I got so much anxiety when I walked into this testing center to take totally. the test yeah. and I felt like I couldn't even like read the questions and then I would like overthink my answers. So I didn't actually end up taking it. Um, because then I started working on OPEX once yeah. I started working with Ben. Yeah. Perfect. And then, so how do you train now? So like, uh, so, um, if any of you guys, I'm going to give you a chance, like give out like any type of like contact information or that social media, email, whatever you want to give. Um, but you guys should follow, probably follow Carly on social media. She's posting like really good content out there and you'll find out pretty quick what she's all about. Like, um, Carly, you, you, we were talking a little bit about before the show started too. And like, one of your passions is, is training women, right. And helping women, tr- uh, like train, like use their horn or like train or put, make exercise fit, like their hormonal cycles or like fit around hormones. Cause like, like we kind of talked about before in the intro, like women are not small men, like there's huge differences and, and we're just now starting to like approach fitness that way. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. is that like what you focus on or, or am I off the mark completely there? No, that's definitely what I focus on. It was, I think, um, a year ago that I like verbally told Ben, I was like, when you're giving me clients, Mm -hmm. I would prefer them to be female. Yeah. Um, specifically if possible, this is a pretty targeted, uh, ask, but like if they're 
all if they're in their reproductive years, which just means they've they have a period and they have not hit menopause yet. Yeah. Um, so that can include pregnant women. I mean, most women are, well, I wouldn't say most, but they pre- might get pregnant at some point. So they're, um, that also falls within that category. Although I don't necessarily specialize in pregnancy itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm mostly focused on just the reproductive years of having a period sure. essentially. Okay. Um, and so it's, it's not so much, um, adapting exercise to your cycle. Mm-hmm. It's more about helping these women understand that they one have a cycle. Yeah. Right. That it's Important. more than just the days that they bleed mm-hmm. because most of us had absolutely no education about any of this. Yeah. For up until like this point, like I've had clients that literally didn't know really that there was more than just your period. And like they're not to blame because like sure. I used to not know either. And that's partly why I'm doing what I'm doing because I had this whole journey of like myself, mm-hmm. like kind of coming to this realization that there's more going on than I've been led to believe basically. Yeah with my body and it's I know that there's some like there's things that are important and that matter that I'm not even paying attention to and if I'm going to be this healthy individual that I am striving to be or saying that I am if I'm completely disregarding this whole super important uh like function of my body then I'm doing it a disservice totally and so the always main intention with every woman that I work with is simply to make them aware that they have, you know, a cycle and that it's more than just their period. So education around like what that looks like and what that means. Mm -hmm. Um, And then taking a look at their individual cycle together because kind of the issue that I see with, because it's really become like kind of a trend recently and it's slightly frustrating um, like most other things in this in the world of fitness, but, um, on social media, there's all these period gurus and period Mm -hmm. coaches. And while I think it's great that there's more people talking about it Mm -hmm. and more people educating about it, the thing that kind of gets me is when I start talking about like, here's how you exercise with your cycle, because it's not, like I said, it's not about exercising with your cycle. It's actually the flip side of that. It's like understanding your cycle so that you understand how your exercise might then be influenced. Sure. Yeah. So that, man, that's wild. So, um, I, so, uh, man, I'm constantly blown away. So we've had a couple like, uh, like women's health specialists on here or just pelvic floor therapists on here. Um, some of my really good friends in the, and colleagues in the Atlanta area are all pelvic floor therapists. And I am constantly blown away at, um, how one, how little education there is out or, uh, traditionally there's been, mm-hmm. um, and really that I, you can almost track that just like value, right? So like how little value there's been in the healthcare model and fitness realm, uh, to understand the differences at least. Right. Yeah. Um, and then t- man, 
like I'll never forget, like I was blown away. At, like I talk about this quite a bit. Like when, uh, whenever I have on like somebody like from like the like uh, like your guys, like your world, right? Like wanting to train women or not wanting to train women, but like understanding there's a difference between men and women. Like it was such like I was just so shell shocked. I didn't realize this was still like information or like a response that would be given. But I was talking to a mm-hmm. support therapist. She'd been working. Um, she's been in the game for a long time and she was telling me how many, like, it's still very common for her to get a client in who will have, uh, like pain with sex after having a baby or whatever. And the, uh, doctor's response is like, well, just drink some wine and you'll be okay. You know, like blows my mind. So yeah. And it's still prevalent today. So like, I'm glad that like, this is a good battle that you're fighting. So what, what kind of got you into it? Like what kind of turned you on to like, Oh mate, there's a, there's a knowledge gap here in the general population and just like how we train. And this is, this is like what I'm pretty passionate about. Like, was there a certain instance or was it just curiosity or was it just a, a realization that there's a missing piece? Like what was kind of the, the switch for you that made you kind of focus into this more? Yeah, that's a great question. People have asked me that before. And honestly, the best answer that I've come up with is, I think it was in 2018 or 2019 Yeah, when I was training in the garage with Ben. Mm -hmm. And I don't think these two realizations or like two realizations were related at the time, but they happened at the same time. So one realization was Ben was coaching me to his best ability, right? Like he Mm -hmm. comes from the world of CrossFit. He did OPEC. So he has a ton of knowledge. He's a really great coach. Yep. Um, But there were certain times of the month. And I don't know if I even put that much together just yet. There's certain times of the month where like, I just felt awful while Mm -hmm. I was training. And I distinctly remember this one workout I did that I cried through the whole thing. It was some AMRAP, like I was doing burpees over the barbell and like push press and just, it was a tough workout, but whatever it was about that day, like I literally cried through the whole Mm. thing. Yeah. And I remember that like kind of there was like an intuitive feeling that I had underneath all the logic and thinking of like, oh, I just had a bad day or, you know, I'm just emotional. That's one you hear pretty often. Yeah. Um, there was kind of this underlying like, no, I think like there's more to that than yeah. you realize. But again, I didn't have that full realization. That was just something I remember experiencing. And that wasn't the first time that it happened. Yeah. I'm sure you're not alone in that experience. Like there's something off. I don't know what it is, but this isn't like this. It's, uh, what's the saying? Like it's common, not normal, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. But alongside that, I was really, because I didn't have like a full-time job, I wasn't working like a nine to five. Um, I was working at a coffee shop and I was also helping Ben in the garage. So there wasn't, I didn't have a ton of like I didn't have a lot to do. So I had a lot of time to like read the self-help books I wanted to read, like, you know, just do a lot of self-work and grow. And I did a lot of journaling and a lot of reflecting during this time. And I just remember through that journaling experience, I started, I don't even remember how, but I started paying attention to my cycle. And maybe I saw something or read something that sparked it, but I was just like, I think I should be paying attention to this. Sure. Like I never knew when my next period was coming. Like I just kind of let it happen. And then I realized like, you probably should know this information. Like this seems like something valuable to you. So I started paying attention and I downloaded this app that I still use. So I have like four years of data on it, which is really cool. Oh yeah. Um, 
I downloaded this app to start tracking my cycle and that was really called? it. It's called flow. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was really where it started. And I just, I did minimal research. I didn't really make the connection quite yet to fitness. Mm-hmm. I, and I don't, I don't know why, but these two things were like separate still yeah. to me. Um, and then at some point in 2020, maybe due to the pandemic, I had a ton of time to reflect too during that time. Yeah. I realized that there was something not right about mm. my cycle personally. Like half of the month I would feel really great. And then I would hit this point and the other half of the month, like literally for two weeks until I started my next period, I felt like a totally different person. Huh. Okay. And it was not a good feeling because it was starting to interfere with my work. It was starting to interfere with my relationship. And it was just making me feel like, who are you? Like, yeah. I didn't felt like I didn't even know myself. And it was a really crazy experience because I had no like true answers for it yet. Right. Um, and through social media, I somehow found um the menstruation queen. That's her handle. Nice. Um, but she's a naturopathic doctor that focuses on cycles. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up working with her one-on-one for like almost a whole year. Nice. Um, and so I learned a lot through that and healed a lot in my cycle. Um, I learned that that feeling of, you know, not feeling like yourself for two weeks, that's common, but not normal. Right. And that was something that needed to be addressed. So with her, we did a lot of like holistic approaches. I um, tried to fill in on some supplements um, per her recommendation. And just the journey really started there. And I mean, I'm still working on it, but you know, my cycle from 2020 to 2022 is significantly different and also significantly better. Um, so through that journey, I did start to look, see the patterns of how I felt during exercise in each phase of my cycle. And I started to, you know, make those connections there and make connections with my food. And just like, I was like obsessed with it. Like everything that I did and everything I still do is like based around my cycle. Like I try really hard to, (laughs) like plan my life around it if possible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, that journey for me became an inspiration to like, I can't not tell other people about this. I can't not coach my female clients who are very obviously telling me that like, you know, because as a, as a woman and as a coach, Mm -hmm. like women just obviously feel more comfortable with me and they're willing to say like oh i'm on my period today and i just don't feel good and that opens the conversation always for me to say like oh tell me more about your cycle and i mean i start all of my female clients with that way most people know by now that that's what they're gonna get with me like that's the thing that we're gonna we're gonna talk about immediately but yeah i think it's just i think in general it's an element of somebody's life that's really important that we've ignored for so long totally especially as it relates to fitness right like i mean like uh you look at all these like different type of physiological processes that are talked about quite a bit in Mm -hmm. the research or in to common like health wellness and fitness spheres and 
uh, rehab and everything else. And then you talk about like, uh, you know, not just physiological, but anatomical differences from like, or anatomical reasonings. And man, like I just got done doing a podcast with a guy that was talking about sight and vision, right? So we're talking about that even. And so like, it just makes a ton of sense that your cycle would have a heavy influence on your response to exercise, right? Yeah. Um, so then what do you notice then? So like, you've been focused on this for a little while and I love that. That's a great answer. So essentially, uh, the, the short answer to that is you, you've, the, the switch flipped for you, um, because your passion to uh, improve yourself, uh, spills over into wanting to help others. Right. Yeah. And the, I think that's awesome. I think, uh, having a, uh, like, um, wanting to help others out of passion is one of the most powerful things you can do. Um, so what are you noticing on the training side? So you've been able to like, uh, you, you know, you, you're obviously a very busy trainer, very busy coach. What are some of the things that you're noticing when you train these women and they're at like these different phases of their cycle, or you're able to help them recognize different things, or like, I don't even know, like what would be like a good, like a good success story with you on, on this type of stuff? Yeah. So, uh, to the first point, the thing that I noticed the most with, Mm -hmm. uh, women who have cycles is that almost every single one of them doesn't eat enough food. Mm. And I say that because that truly is the most consistent across the board with like almost every woman that I've worked with. Um, And that's usually one of the first things that we try to attack together is like, and that's a big thing because that's rooted in all of this conditioning that even I have Yeah, from past years of just being fed all of this like we have to be skinny, you have to eat less, you have to eat low calorie foods and fat burning foods. And it's just caused such a mess yeah. for a lot of us. So you have that element and then you have the same in terms of training where what was pushed is like cardio, 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 of course, not lifting weights. And all of this goes against our hormones. Like every single thing that we've been told is probably not the best thing for us to do to support our cycles, which is really sad. So there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack, but I mean, it just depends on the person. Um, so I mean, I think a lot of my clients is st- are we're still actively working through, but one of the most recent successes that we've had is somebody came off their IUD, which is a form of birth control. Um, mm-hmm. It's like the little thing that sits up inside, okay. um, but it does have it does release hormones locally. Okay. So the difference between like an IUD and like the typical pill is that when you take a birth control pill, it releases hormones, synthetic hormones. Um, like throughout your entire body. Yeah. Whereas um, like the IUD is kind of localized hormones. So just in like the uterus basically. Um, So she had an IUD for many, many years before that she was on birth control and she was terrified to come off of it because she had previously had really horrible periods. Like she would bleed Mm -hmm. for a really long time. She was in a lot of pain. Um, And so we, we had many conversations about taking it out. So she came to me to ask me what my opinion was, you know, what advice I had. Mm -hmm. And so I just shared what I 
you know, shared with her and said, you know, whatever decision you make, like I'm in support of whatever you do. If you want to get another one put back in, that's your decision. But if you don't, if you're feeling like you're being led to not doing it, I can tell you right now that you can be successful in one, still having birth control without having an actual birth control method, Mm -hmm. like an IUD or a pill. And we can figure out how to have better periods that aren't painful. Like I can promise you that I can help you figure that out. (laughs) And so that gave her the confidence to get it taken out. And we had, like I said, many conversations, many sessions just kind of leading up to that. And there really wasn't a lot of work done. I would say that we addressed the eating thing, um, making sure she was eating breakfast and then at least two other meals every day. That was Mm -hmm. a huge thing that we um, accomplished together. And then she got it taken out. And despite like, besides the initial pain of just having it taken out in your body being like, what did you just do? Mm -hmm. She's had really great cycles since then. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that like makes her feel really good too, to like know that she's got, like, she can like change, adapt, control her own body. Right. Um, Yeah. Instead of having to rely on like external factors and everything. Yeah. And it doesn't take a lot. So somebody else that I have, she just started at the gym, I think earlier this year. And she was telling me that when she has her period, it usually puts her out. Like she's in bed with like a heating pad. She's in a lot of pain. She can't do anything. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's not normal. So we're going to, we're going to work to figure that out. So we didn't like, again, we didn't just go right at the cycle itself because it isn't the cycle. It's what we're doing to support our bodies the rest of the time. Yeah. So we started, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say we started making sure that she was coming to the gym three times a week, that she was getting substance in the morning with her coffee. Mm -hmm. And that was it. Those were the two things that we were focusing on. And she sent me a message, I think a month ago, she was like, I started my period and I'm going to the gym today and I feel really great. Yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't have to use the heating pad. I didn't feel like I needed to stay in bed all day. Yeah. And like that didn't take a whole lot of change. Right. That was exactly where I was kind of going with that. So, or that was where I was, the question I was going to ask is like, so what are some of the changes that you're making that's helping women uh, control their cycles better or not control, but just like have like a better cycle from like a pain standpoint, intensity standpoint. Um, yeah. Is it just like getting them on a regular workout routine, looking at their nutrition, all the above? It's probably like no, like, I mean, everything coalesces together to form a picture. There's no like, single pinpoint thing, but right. not eating enough. So cleaning up their, um, uh, some of the dogmatic, like antiquated information that's out there, especially when it yeah. comes to women fitness. Um, and then, uh, what else do you do? Like, do you have to change training cycle or, uh, training, uh, strategies or, um, what do you kind of do? Yeah, usually not. Although I do, I always start my new female clients with, if you feel what I want, well, actually, let me start over. This is what I tell them to do. This is what we're going to do. You're going to focus on paying more attention Mm -hmm. and tracking your cycle Mm -hmm. because I want them to see the patterns. I want them to notice that, you know, when I ovulate, I have a lot of energy or, you know, like when I'm in the middle of my cycle and then before I start, I get really tired because that can significantly change the way that they even talk to themselves, especially when it comes to the gym. Because if you've noticed, you know, pretty consistently over the last three cycles that you had, that you get tired, you know, like five to seven days before you start, 
you can give yourself a lot more grace when you show up to the gym and you're like, you know what, actually I'm about five days away from my period. So I'm going to take it easy today. Yeah. And that makes it way less hard. And like, you don't beat yourself up because so often like women are just beating themselves up constantly for not being able to live up to the intensity of the gym. And like, you don't have to do that. You don't have to kill yourself every time you go in. And so when you can kind of help frame it for them, like this is how you honor your body because you're one understanding it. And then you Mm -hmm. can see how it influences like other things. Mm -hmm. It gives them that space and for like, almost like forgiveness to like take it easy. Yeah. Or just better understanding, right? Like I think a lot of like frustrations, um, fears, um, anxiety can be alleviated with just understanding, right. And like knowledge and, and knowing how to apply certain pieces of information. So understand like, and and I'd love that you said, like, if you track in three cycles, right. Because, um, I bet you it can be super frustrating. It's just like anything in the world, especially when you're dealing with anything like health and wellness, uh, driven, like a single data point can be frustrating because that doesn't tell you a whole picture. Once you get three or more, now you got a trend. Now you can start making actions and, and making like, a um, changes based off of what you're seeing. So exactly, um, that's really cool, man. So then if somebody wanted to get a hold of you and learn more about like what you do or who you are, or like the style training that you're, or what you're all about, what are some good ways for them to be able to get a hold of you? Yeah. So I'm always open to connecting with people. I actually have a lot of people reach out to me on Instagram Mm -hmm. about coaching, whether that's with Noble Clay or just with me online. Mm-hmm. Um, I have options. So probably Instagram is the best way. Cool. What's your Instagram handle? Yeah. So it's at coach underscore CJB. Okay. Nice. Coach underscore CJB. Yep. B as in Coach boy. Carly was taken. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet. I bet it was. Um, well, that's great. Carly, man, I think you're doing incredible work. Uh, you know, the clients that I have um, that come and work with you, um, they've got nothing but great things to say about you. Um, you are clearly taken as taken as, uh, an active step in trying to improve the space of health and wellness and fitness in particular for, uh, the female athlete. I couldn't be more happy to have you on the podcast to talk about that a little bit more. So, um, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.